1: Outkick 360 is back. Friday edition is here alongside Chad Withrow and Paul Koharski. I'm Jonathan Hutton, Lance Lee, Jacob Swanson. Sarah Triplett is our production assistant today. David Reed is the production uh, Guru. extraordinaire. Guru. He is the chairman of the board and he's doing he it all. does it today. all. He really does it all. Becca Risley with a well-deserved day off. Sleepy Danny just waking up, grabbing some coffee. Good morning, sir. Gentlemen. Good morning. Hope you're doing You know, doing every well. day
0: I wake up and I think, you know who deserves a day off? People like Becca Risley, David Reed. <laughs> David Reed. Uh, Lance, <laughs> Jacob. You know who I think to myself doesn't ever deserve a day off? Sleepy Dan. That's who does not deserve a day well, off. He's I taking, and he's and you know right who's up. taking a day off? He's just taking an
2: impromptu Dainty. day off. Danny. Yeah. yeah, it's every day's That's a how day good off.
0: he is. And when every day's a day off, you really don't deserve a day off. And that's kind of Dan's example. I wonder what he's right got now.
2: contractually in terms of vacation time.
1: You don't need it when you sleep.
0: Again, yeah. Life is a vacation for Sleepy
1: Dan. Hit us up on YouTube, OutKick360's YouTube channel. We're going to be tweeting that out throughout the show today. We hope that you'll subscribe. Uh, You're likely already subscribed to OutKick's YouTube page. We have the OutKick360 channel, which we launched yesterday for the first time on the live stream. You can watch that live with us as we stream live every day at this time. Again, subscribe, hit that alert button, ring that bell, so you're notified every time we go live and every time we post new content. That is Outkick 360's YouTube page. And if you have an Amazon device, you can ask ask Alexa to search out Outkick 360. It will automatically pop up for you. But again, we hope you'll subscribe uh, and join the chat room on that feed. And you can find us everywhere. If you're listening to the podcast, we appreciate that. If you're watching the feed through the YouTube channel at VolQuest right now on delay. Thank you. And we look forward to bringing the VolQuest Power Hour to you each and every week. Brent Hubbs with us later this afternoon. John Lohr, who is heading up Music City Baseball, the Nashville Stars. Um, a lot of talk this week about the Oakland A's and are they leaving the Bay Area, where they may go. Portland, Vegas, and Nashville are the three cities mentioned for Major League Baseball. John Lohr uh, will join us on the show coming up in about 30 minutes as we discuss the real possibilities of the Oakland A's to the the music city, to Nashville, Um, and the other teams that have been involved in this, the Tampa Bay Rays, expansion discussion uh, for Major League Baseball. We'll get into all that with John Lohr coming up in about 30 minutes. Guys, a, a lot to get to. Uh, NFL headlines, Paul's going to be busy starting tomorrow with uh, practices that are back. Um, I'm headed out of town, otherwise I would be there. Um, The Titans have their rookies in. Football's back for rookies across the the country this weekend.
2: Smaller and more compact thing, at least here in Nashville, draft class, undrafted uh, rookies. Only five tryout players allowed. Um, and, you know, there's a limited what you can do if you don't draft a quarterback. Um, you know, and the Titans have uh, Brady White from Memphis as one of their tryouts. You have players. to use
1: a, a spot for
3: uh, that.
2: Yeah. And, uh, you know, how, how much can you get done? They have, a, I think, a half dozen guys who are eligible to be there who have been with them before. But it's, it's, mm. a, it's a small. Uh, small collective and some positions aren't going to have very many guys working with the position coach at that stage of practice and that's not just the case uh, with this team that's the case with the, with many teams
0: I, I want to get back to uh, just quickly John Moore who you mentioned because I've seen and heard a lot of this and, and this is sort of a, a show takeaway for me and what we're going to try to do so many people discount Nashville stars in Music City baseball without talking to the people behind the organization. Uh, what I hope to do with our show is to talk to the people behind these organizations. We are going to ask the pertinent questions to John Lohr about the viability of Nashville as a Major League Baseball city. This is not just a Nashville story. You could pick your city, and we could talk about these issues sure. surrounding public versus private funding, your viability as a Major League Sports city, and everything else. But I'm glad that we're getting John Lore on. Because I don't know about you guys, but I see a lot of talk of forget about Nashville as a Major League Baseball city. Not going to happen. This is a Ponzi scheme. These guys don't know what they're doing. They don't have the backing. And maybe that's true. But one thing we're going to do on the show is bring those people to the show to ask them those questions so we can get to the bottom of it.
2: Yeah, and there are a lot of questions. I mean, they're putting infrastructure in place ahead of of things, which is smart. Tons of smart. But also, you know, how realistic is it that they uh, plug in to something or, or, or get something? I think the two things coming together, them having something in place and then them being the people that MLB wants to deal with if they're in an expansion situation for Nashville, there's a bridge to be built there. You know? And they're trying to build it. I'm not against that, but it's also awfully ambitious.
1: I uh, saw this last night. Speaking of uh, Major League Baseball and stadiums. Uh, this was from uh, yesterday, earlier in the day. And uh, we, we saw this one-punch knockout. I, I saw this on social media, tweeted it out. Um, the, the response to this, I, I haven't heard anyone disagree. I said this is possibly the greatest stadium knockout in the history of one-punch fights. Padres fan comes up and just destroys a Colorado Rockies fan in one punch. Now, uh, this is the quick version video that I posted. There, there are uh, lengthier versions where you see him carried out. There are two legends to this story. First, is the guy throwing the punch and the one punch knockout, which lands as clean as you're ever going to see in a fan versus fan fight. I mean, his head. Snaps Number two back. is the guy. The other legend is the guy getting hit, who after coming to, refused to press charges refused to press charges against the guy throwing the punch. There are two legends to this story. And for those saying assault and battery, it's not the case. Because the guy that just got laid out did not press charges. So is he conceding? I would love to know what was said ahead yeah. of time.
2: So do we take that as a concession that he it deserved it? I
1: take that, it that as a concession some of, level of smack there, there's and... a, a lot more than a guy running up and, and throwing a haymaker.
0: Or he's plotting his revenge.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or that he, you know I don't want the authorities involved. I'm gonna go
0: smack this guy in the head one time when he's not expecting it. That's the
1: next step. The the op, just breaking the I, I couldn't stop watching this last night because there's you know the guy sitting down next to the the guy who gets punched in the hat. Who, you know, in the ninth inning, he's like, get off me, shoves him off, like, we're we're in a tight game here, don't fall back on me. This is like the production guy in New York City falling back on Paul as he's trying to host a radio show. Now, I, I, and, a, and then there's another guy that walks up on him and says, man, what?" he sees the punch and he he thinks about inter, he, intervening, but then says, you know what's not worth it for me? Well, it's <laughs>
2: over by the time he gets there. <laughs> I think there's a fascinating element to me here is the person sitting. Keep it rolling. I, I can't get enough. Well, I, I mean, there's a person sitting next issues. to the guy who's hit Yes. who merely puts his arm up like, I don't want to be involved in this like I would do, That's but all of a said. sudden, yeah, serves as the brace for this guy to fall over onto. That's the person <laughs> I want to hear from, his vantage point on this. Is it a guy? Is it a woman? I don't even know. But he has his arm up.
0: He's wearing a Troy Tulowitzki jersey. It looks like <laughs> yes. just
1: by the ski I see on and the. And again, end of it his looks jersey. like it, the guy sitting is like Paul on Radio Row yeah, in New York exactly City me. as the production uh, guy but, who was pulling cords fell no, backwards, I, I, and tripped over cords. That guy has yeah, but nothing. Like I got a big gotta issue with this with guy.
2: Him, right? He didn't doesn't participate at all.
0: Well, like I, look, I, I guarantee you, the dude that got punched deserved it with whatever he was saying and whatever trash he was talking. But I'm looking at the guy with him, that's got to be his buddy. He's sitting right next to him, and his response is (laughs) to throw a dead body off of him. In disgust? This is your friend? He doesn't
2: throw it. You need to get new he friends. His arm, so, but Paul he doesn't throw. Paul annoys
0: the piss out of me a lot of times. But if I'm sitting with him at a ball game and some bro oh, comes up and punches him in the you face, my back. I'm getting up and oh. smacking the guy yeah. if that happens. I don't care what Paul said to him if he punched my buddy. And meanwhile, this dude, who I wanted to get on the show, is just sitting there tossing his buddy off like a dead sardine yep. off of his lap after he gets laid out. <laughs> then the, the other then the guy comes and, the other one comes and he puts and his, his
2: hands, hands up like with a shrug. Like By the time he gets there, it's over. He's the guy like, oh, who I stands it. up, I missed it.
1: The guy who stands up is like, hey man, uh, don't do that. Oh, it's over. Yeah, it, it's over. <laughs> the
0: dude that stands up and shrugs the shoulders looks like the shrug from The Last <laughs> Dance, from the security guard when he beats Jordan in quarters. Yeah. He kind of gives the really what, what, what can I is do? What's going on? What's, what's, what's happening what here, what guys?
1: The glasses, the <laughs> the glasses that fly off of this guy's head too. Oh. You know, I, I mean, I, was I would venture sunglasses it. just. Are just just well. This
2: guy is out for some time. This the, is not a quick out. The soul and up. has left the yeah. body. I don't yeah. know. I
0: bet. I bet he was. I bet he was up pretty quickly. <laughs> How quickly? Uh, within three
1: to five seconds. I'm he giving a ten. He's probably t- I'm starting to nine was,
2: to ten. He's seconds. propped
1: up, and um, you can see him sitting up at the at the lengthier version, which is circulated. I haven't seen the lengthier uh, version. Where you know the, the police come in. Uh, there's three, two or three officers that come in along with some other fans who. Tackle this guy who threw the punch to. Uh, do we
0: think alcohol uh, was involved in this, by no, the way? No, completely sober. With, no. no. with the guy no. falling <laughs> down, maybe some alcohol was involved. <laughs> and completely how he felt. sober. But also, the funniest part <laughs> is. The yeah, they came from church, Chats. The dude's reaction to knocking him out and how surprised he was. He I didn't know. know what to do. Like, you know, I've punched people before. Usually they punch back. I punch this guy, he's laid out,
1: and he's just kind of, well, I guess we're done here. It's an amazing punch. We're not not endorsing the puncher as much as I'm endorsing the the punch. It is 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 insanely It's as square
2: as you can get. Now, listen, I'm a guy that went, what did we calculate, uh, over 30 years between being punched. Right. And a guy who's deserved to get punched in a lot of situations. I got punched by my friend Petey Kelman. Outside a Steve Winwood concert at the Garden State Arts Center circa roughly 1987. The only
0: man to ever be punched either outside of or in a Steve Winwood concert is Paul Kuharski. Continue.
1: And I deserved it. And you were in your teens or early? No, no. 20s? This
2: was uh, maybe a summer between college, back out with the high school gang. But then I was not punched until. Uh, a few years ago during a Predators playoff run, I think the Stanley Cup run, when I was walking 2017. back. 2017, When I was walking back. So this would have been from 87 to 2017 I went without being punched. Which w- is quite the sa- feat. Saying a lot quite of things feet. that oh, were punch worthy. And I never feared getting punched. People just disappeared. I said to a guy. Well,
0: hold on. You also say you you take the uh, Rocky Five approach of George Washington Duke and say you touch me and I, I'll sue. That's sort of your response. Yeah, but I never. Get you it. would have pressed charges on this guy.
2: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but I never have a chance to say. I don't say that in my. You just say it on air course. about
0: it. And touch me and I'll
2: sue. Right, but I don't say that in the course of saying the things that would get me punched. <laughs> when I say to the Kentucky fan, "Oh, they 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 won despite bleep holes like you at a sports bar," when he doesn't punch me, he doesn't know that I'd be the first guy to sue him for punching me. Yeah. Okay, so then I got punched in the parking lot of our old radio station when I was keeping an eye on a guy who I thought was going to assault a woman. And I, I, he was giving her the business uh, verbally. I walked by her. They were a little bit separate. I was walking by this potential altercation in a motel parking lot that's in front of our old studio. I walked by her. I said, hey, are you okay? Do you need help? She didn't say anything. He saw me looking back at her a few times, told me to mind my business. I was still kind of gauging to kind of dissuade him from doing anything stupid. Next thing I knew, he followed me into the gated parking lot and punched me in the back of the head right as I was getting into into my car. This broke my long streak. Of course, the security cameras didn't work. At uh, at our building, so the safety very safe facility. Yeah, precautions put in place there really <laughs> guarded me and helped me with the police as I wanted. And they to were very,
0: they were also very concerned about fixing that for oh, the safety of yeah. their own employees. They were really yeah. Johnny on the he spot. Said, we'll get right on. Oh, we're
2: sorry you were assaulted. We'll get right on fixing no. that. <laughs> um, so uh, that was a great punchless streak, and I'm now on a new punchless streak. But th- I, it, this is the sort of punch I feel I would receive. Most of the time, I when I'm due to be, if you're punched.
1: going to get punched, you pray that you way. receive a punch like this—really, one and out, clean—as
2: opposed to a beating,
1: clean. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it, this guy's waking up today and his jaw is sore, but it's not like he's Could be scraped broken. and bruised. And where he's he's battered from tackling a guy and, and falling down concrete steps while he battles for you know his his dignity. Could his <laughs> jaw
2: be broken? It ended the, quickly. The I think a broken jaw is going to lose a fight. Listen, Go out
1: quickly and get your show money and GTF. Up. I
2: drink a lot of protein shakes, <laughs> but I don't want to have to drink them because my jaw is wired shut <laughs> as a result of a punch
0: like this. I've been punched in the ear before, and that's not a good spot to get punched. because yeah, th- I feel like I, I don't know that I've ever fully recovered from an ear shot. Ear? Like, I don't, I don't. It's not even. I don't know that I
2: hear. Can we get you one like, of those horns? But Hutton's like that you right. Listen like, you, a
0: horn? you get hit or you get to the ground and you get in a situation where there's other people running yeah. and you see feet <laughs> when you're, you're down your on the ground engaged engage with someone else and someone else is coming. That's not a good feeling.
1: This guy left with a shirt on his back. I mean, it wasn't like his shirt was ripped off or somebody tries to break up the fight.
2: Um, no, it's a very brisk uh, episode. It was over.
1: <laughs> in and out. Very brisk. Uh, Brandon on Twitter Did somebody says, set
2: this to music, by the way?
1: Uh, someone set this to WWE's good old JR and Jerry the King Lawler. Oh, it's am uh, unfamiliar, it, but it, it is tremendous. It. <laughs> it is tremendous. Sorry, Chad. Brandon, no,
0: you're good. Uh, Brandon says the guy that filmed the punch has a video on John Boy. The Padres fans' dad got kicked out for vaping, and apparently they were saying something to him about his dad getting kicked out. And is it illegal how to vape? the altercation started.
1: Apparently in <laughs> Colorado. I guess was so. Was this in
0: Colorado or San Diego? It was in Colorado. It was, it was, was Coors
1: in Coors Yeah, in Denver. It was it Coors? Yeah, apparently you can't smoke them if you've got them there.
2: Um, well, it's a ballpark thing, like
0: no. Meanwhile, no Lance and
1: Jacob just crossed
0: Coors Field off their <laughs> list of ballparks. Yep. They're
1: making notes. Can't vape. <laughs> making notes. no thanks.
2: They go to kids' games Ooh, Their <laughs> yeah. rules are much more lax. Should They're we just, league
1: fans. speaking of making notes and crossing people off of lists? Oh you, yeah. You have the ability new, to uh, place names on a list. Chad Withrow has his enemies Dun, na, 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 list uh, through OutKick 360. So uh, as things progress here, as Chad, uh, as you see the smoke come out of the ears, uh, on it, whether that's Henry To'o or Jeremy Pruitt going after his buyout money or
2: oh, we'll whoever it might
1: be, if you're complaining about Chad looking looking too large in, in this chair right now, or his shoes. Uh, <laughs> bring it, whatever you want to talk David about. David on if that you list. want to make the list, he can put you on it. So uh, you're going to hear a lot
0: of places talk about love, everybody, and love this, and fam, and all oh, supporting each other, and all oh, the family, and love, and love. Uh, we're going to be real on this show, and there's a time in life that you just got to get someone on your enemies list. You got to put them on there. We'll write it down. We'll check it twice, this list, and we'll, uh, we'll let you know. Chad is Something a good list up keeper. That, that you got to do it. I mean, look, hate motivates people, too. Love should motivate you as well, but hate can also motivate you, and we're motivated by hate at times. Chad's a
2: good list keeper. When we started as a show together, he started a list of things Paul hates. This thing got so long so fast, I mean, his wrist got tired for different reasons than usual. And, uh, it's a healthy risk. I mean, he lost. He lost this. No, note, this notebook was about this thick, and he he lost track of it. This thing held steam for about six months, and then he was like, "This is too big a project to take on." So
0: maybe the enemies well, list. No will, one's will on will it right now. I, it's look. It's a, it's a clean slate. We don't come in hating anyone, but there's going well, to be reason to hate I, someone. I come in hating. Paul definitely you. comes <laughs> to hate. But I'm saying for show purposes, we definitely hate people, but they haven't made the list yet. There has to be a reason for them during show time to come up on the list. And I'm not even going to go back in time to my no, Henry Tooto rant fresh. about uh, hating someone. But with the Henry Tooto thing, I don't hate Henry Tooto as much as I hate the people who say that you can't hate Henry Tooto if you're a Tennessee fan. Those are the people I
2: hate. Now, I think once you put somebody on the list, let's agree on this, you put somebody on the list, but then if we circle back to them, you could put a tick next to them. Oh, And then I like four that. ticks and then the five, you know, crossing through the five. So
0: then we can have sort of a power Tote ranking, board. Uh, like a hate power index. They have the FPI, the football power index. We can do an HPI, hate power index, and we can rank the numbers next to the hate list and find out, Who's at the top of the list? I, I like think that. it's a
2: strong idea. All we need to do is follow through.
0: Yeah, well, it's right here. I mean, I don't think we're going to forget it. Like, look, it's
1: it's ready to go. You, well, can you can need see some it paper. If you're it, it is at the ready. Yeah, it's right here.
0: And great job by Sarah Triplett, our great production job. assistant yeah. on the artwork. She's off on to an excellent start. Great start. Keep we have throw the returns coming this summer, and they've got a high standard to live up to
1: at this already. Point. We're off to an excellent start on the show. Coming up in about 12 minutes, John Lohr of Music City Baseball is going to join us about Major League Baseball either expanding or having teams on the move, including the news this week of the Oakland A's. A lot to get to there. When we come back, we'll tell you about the toughest venue to get into based on the NFL schedule release. That's all straight ahead. But first, Chad, let us know about Renters Warehouse.
0: Yeah, Renters Warehouse. uh, We've been talking about them all week and I love talking about them. We'll continue talking about them because they can help you out in so many situations. A lot of people, they've fallen on rough times financially in the last year. Well, they can help you get cash right now. So if you own a rental property and need cash and you're worried about receiving rent on time in these uncertain times, or if you're considering updating your rental property or investing in a larger portfolio, Renters Warehouse is there for you. They've got their upfront program going on right now, giving you your rent money for up to a year upfront. Renters Warehouse helping minimize risk and providing financial flexibility so you can build long-term wealth. Renters Warehouse is Nashville's leader in (coughs) property management. It's the only company providing upfront rent. The Upfront Rent Program is available for a limited time. Call Renters Warehouse Nashville at 615-398-9550. You can see the number if you're watching right now. Again, 615-398-9550 or visit rwnashville.com. Again, rwnashville.com and see if you qualify. RentersWarehouse.com, helping maximize your property investment potential. Do it the Renters Warehouse way and get tomorrow's
1: rent today. The highest prices based on the NFL schedule release from yesterday, straight ahead on OutKick 360. OutKick 360 across the OutKick OTT network, which includes YouTube. Subscribe to the channel OutKick 360. You can search it in the bar. Outkick 360 channel. We hope you'll hit the subscribe button and join us live each and every day. The most in-demand games based on average ticket price. Be, uh, this is based off of the NFL schedule released through Vivid Seats. No surprise. Bucks at Patriots tops the list. $1,376. Is the average ticket price to that game. And that might rank, that
2: might rank as one of the all-time expensive regular yeah. season tickets.
1: $1,376. The rest of this list I think will surprise most. I mean, we're not gonna ask Chad or Paul to guess these games. We're not gonna play a guessing game on the show ever.
2: Well, you and I uh, were talking or, about it last night. So well,
1: well, the Raiders have the next four games in the top five. So it's Bucks Patriots and then the Las Vegas Raiders. They rank two through five. Ravens at Raiders, Chiefs at Raiders, Eagles at Raiders, Bears at Raiders, Dolphins at Raiders. All above $600. All of those games right now, the average ticket price, above $600 to get in the door. In Las Vegas.
2: This is very interesting to me because the Raiders certainly have a gigantic and not just national but international fan base. But this is something the Titans have been dealing with here in Nashville. And the Titans tickets aren't super expensive. So I'm not putting it in the same classification in terms of the investment. We've talked about, though, Nashville and the Titans organization may be having to accept to a degree that the feature of your city, the main feature of Nashville is tourism in a lot of ways. And that you being a destination city and for people saying, Hey, I'd love to go spend a weekend in Nashville. Yeah. And I'm from Philly and the Eagles are coming to Nashville and I could get a decent price ticket and I could come. And if I'm going to have one huge weekend this fall, and I'm going to go on one Eagles trip, Nashville is this the, absolutely the top place I'd like to go. Well, now, and maybe this is a break for the Titans, less people will come to Nashville for this game, and go to Vegas. Everybody wants to go to Vegas for a weekend, right? You go to Vegas for a weekend, you see this fa- terrific new stadium, and you get all the benefits of Vegas. You, 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 you gamble, you go to the pool, all of, all of these other things. Um, Vegas might not be loaded with as many black and silver jerseys as the Raiders expect based on this because those Eagles tickets are not going to all Vegas fans.
1: Well, and I wonder how much this plays in to the discussion we're about to get into for Major League Baseball. The Oakland A's are having a stadium dispute right now in the Bay Area. Vegas is mentioned as one of those cities. Nashville's another city uh, that we know that the commissioner of Major League Baseball has pointed out as a as a possible uh, destination city for for their entire league. They want to put a team here at some point. The question is expansion or is it a team on the move? And Chad, our next guest in a matter of what two minutes, John Lohr from Music City Baseball and the Nashville Stars, is about to join us to discuss this topic.
0: It's a perfect tie-in because you look at those other, you know, there's two cities on this list of possibilities for a major league baseball team that Rob Manfred. MLB Commissioner, put out there. Only two of those four cities are true tourist destinations, Vegas and Nashville. How does that help a group like Music City Baseball attract a Major League Baseball team to Nashville? We'll talk about this
1: in the context of what's going on in cities like Vegas and Nashville when we come back. John Lohr, the head of the group, Music City Baseball, next on Outkick 360. Hang with us. Outkick 360 across the Outkick OTT network alongside Chad Withrow and Paul Kuharski. I'm Jonathan Hutton. The news in Major League Baseball earlier this week, the Oakland A's and the stadium dispute, which has been ongoing. We had some public comments come out that with their lease up in 2024, the A's could be on the move if the city doesn't move on a new stadium in a specific location that the team is looking for. If they're on the move, Vegas, Portland, and Nashville are the three destinations that have been put out there through the media, and Chad, our next guest, is heading up one of those destinations.
0: Yeah, John Lohr is the managing director of Music City Baseball, and he is on the line with us right now. And John, you are not currently in Nashville. Can you let us know what you're doing and what you're touring today?
3: (laughs) yeah sorry it could be live guys on zoom i'm actually touring the texas rangers new facility um, and and touring texas live
1: and your thoughts on this new facility which on on tv looks fabulous
3: you know i mean it's more impressive as you get inside this facility and and looking how the the live concept connects to the actual ballpark and really what's impressive is is all the uh you know it's a destination facility but really all the uses that that they have outside of the 81 games for baseball they're they're actually hosting all the graduations inside you know covered conditioned and used uh used year round it's impressive
1: john Lore with us on outkick 360. john we wanted to have you on with the news of the week with with the oakland a's which uh, I'm, I'm guessing is no surprise to you uh the, the a's and the rays have been mentioned as teams that could be on the move for years now, uh, as well as Major League Baseball expansion. So, w- when you saw the news come out publicly earlier this week, as someone who is invested in bringing Major League Baseball to
3: Nashville, what do you think? Well, I wasn't surprised. I mean, that conversation has been going on. It's, it's been over ten years, probably fifteen years, about you know no expansion until the A's and the Tampa Bay Rays sort of get their facilities. Issues resolved, um, so I, it it didn't surprise me. And like I told Mike Organ from the Tennessean when when we had chatted, it was, you know, it's it's. Um, I think it's a good step. Uh, you know, I think I think it's important for Major League Baseball to expand. And you know, my opinion is I think they should expand. Uh, I think it's an opportunity to uh, either have Oakland, you know, um, participate in a solution or that. You know, that team travels. I mean, and where they travel, I think it's a West Coast. I can't imagine that team coming to this time zone because it just doesn't make sense. And I think that same conversation, whether it's this year, next year, the following year, I think is going to be happening with the Tampa Bay Rays as well.
1: Are we wasting our time to discuss the possibility of the A's moving to Nashville?
3: I, you know, I'm not spending any time on it, if that, if, if that's an indicator. I mean, when it came out, it's like I was telling somebody that I was touring with today. <clears throat> it just adds about 20 to 30 hours of additional work. Um, I, I don't really, you know, I, I don't, you know, you'd have to check with the commissioner's office and, and get a comment from there. But again, my opinion, um, which is, you know, for what it's worth, is that, you know, that steam stays on the West Coast somewhere.
0: So if it was the Tampa Bay Rays in the news this week, would you be spending time on that possible move?
3: Yeah, because I think, you know, our job here for Music City Baseball, and the reason I looked at this market after looking at eight markets in the U.S. and two international markets, uh, you know, Nashville makes sense. And I think I heard you guys on the radio earlier talking about Vegas and Nashville. And You know, I, I've looked at all those markets, and, you know, it's really the tourism is the driver. You would ask, um, you, know, you know, what would the uh, – You know, what, what, how would that, how would that impact? Can you imagine? It's just, it's the tourism impact that you guys were talking about for the Titans. I think that's the conversation you would have about the Eagles. It's really about putting bodies in the seats. I mean, if the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Giants, the Dodgers, or the Rangers are in town in Nashville midweek or on the weekend for three days, you know, it's, it's about putting people within the ballpark district and the entertainment district, the development district around it. And really, what that does for the for the community, um, for the city of Nashville, potentially Williamson County, you know, what what impact does that have? Uh, you know, on filling up uh, hotels, uh, the impact on restaurants, uh, and just the the impact on the you know the sales tax revenue that's generated from that. It's it's um, you know we've done a, a tremendous amount of work on the feasibility and economic analysis of the market, and I can tell you the market works. It's a market that Major League Baseball should be in.
2: I'm curious, uh, maybe you could talk us through a little bit how your, your organization compares in terms of like uh, putting the infrastructure in place to be ready for an expansion team and marrying up with Major League Baseball the way, say, the Seattle Kraken people did it or previous expansion teams going all the way back maybe to the Marlins – uh, did it. You know, are, are there parallels there uh, that, that show uh, a, a path to success?
3: Yeah, I think there's parallels and examples. I mean, I think the opportunity really exists, and, you know, you, you got to build a ballpark, right? No ballpark, no baseball. Um, you know, the opportunity to do something historic with the connection that we have with the name, the National Stars, our partnership with the Negro Leagues, you know, we have the opportunity to bring the Negro Leagues to the major leagues. And You know, in a market that, I mean, I think works for baseball and it's, um, you know, the economics work The feasibility study, like I mentioned, works. I think it's an opportunity to take advantage of the growth and the tourism in Nashville, the expansion of the airport, the growth of the hotel industry. Um, You know, and I think, you know, whether it's Nashville, Williamson County, surrounding counties, you know, what it shows is. You got to build a ballpark and you got to support that. You got to find a way because it's really not a ballpark. It's, it's in addition to that. It's an entertainment district. Um, I think the opportunity for residencies like Vegas and Nashville are exist where mus- musicians can play, uh, you know, uh, you know, that, that's a reality for them. Um, I think expanded commission opportunities, corporate uses, um, and if the city and or counties don't support that, like potentially in Oakland and or in, in the Tampa market, you know, they're just, the teams are going to move on. And I think if Nashville doesn't get, you know, a hundred percent behind this, whether it's uh, Davidson or Williamson County or surrounding counties, it's not going to happen. So it's that important for an economy. Um, and that's why we've been touring ballparks like the battery. If you don't believe me, just go to a game at the battery. If you don't believe me, come to a game at, at Texas live. I mean, uh, you know, the mayor, the governors, everybody should be down here, experiencing this, and hoping that that comes to their their area.
2: No ballpark, no baseball. I think we all agree. No money, no ballpark. So where is the financing? With things trending towards, I don't know if they're trending towards, but but the best the best new stadium thing we've seen work, SoFi Stadium in Southern California and the NFL was privately financed. And private financing is the easy route now instead of asking city or local governments or state governments to finance things.
3: Yeah, when I looked at all the markets, really, the, what the, it, there's two things that really sort of drove the process uh, for me being a Nashville. One is, can you, is there enough land and can you privately finance a ballpark, right? Um, and, and and will that team or that, you know, whether it's, you know, shared revenues or non-game day revenues, can you justify being a revenue contributor for Major League Baseball owners? And part of our strategy was to come to this market after I did the work with our group, knowing that it worked and just putting the feasibility and presentation together to present to the owners of Major League Baseball about the market. And we still plan on doing that. Um, and the big factor or focus now is site selection, you know, whether it's, Somewhere on the East Bank, uh, whether it's potentially a TSU, uh, whether it's at you know, a site that we're looking at in Williamson County, they all have different, you know, um, contributing factors. I mean, the, you know, the, the, the ability to privately finance a ballpark is a big key factor in that. So, you know, can you do residencies on the East Bank? Should it be there? Does it bring the Cumberland alive? Does it increase, increase the walkability? Of course, TSU also has an opportunity to do something unique and different. Uh, maybe, you know, sort of flood the wetlands there and create a marina, um, <clears throat> use the waterway in different ways. There's a rail, potential rail station there. You know, with Eddie George going with uh, with TSU and TSU wanting to bring baseball back, man, maybe that's a driver to put a ballpark there in a development over there that, um, you know, could be a destination of facilities. Williamson County, uh, there's a desire to increase their expansion of their um, a you know, convention space, you know, going from thirty thousand to maybe three hundred thousand. So if you can connect that to a ballpark, that that market really feels like a like a battery, like what they did in Atlanta, you know, and I think I think all three potentially could work.
0: John, I'm looking at your website right now. Everything looks great. The names on this list look great. But the criticism of you and your group would be it's all appearance. What you're saying sounds great. The website looks great. The names on the website looks great. But until there's billionaires backing this in a move for a Major League Baseball team, none of it really means anything. So I guess my question is, how big a part of your job as a real estate developer in your past is recruiting a billionaire or billionaires, plural, to be a part of this group to own a team? And have you received interest from big business types that would be interested in partnering with Music City Baseball to bring a team to Nashville?
3: Well, again, our focus this year is site selection and building the capital structure, uh, not only for the ownership group for the team, um, but also for the facilities. And as we partner with companies like ASM Global, we're looking at a development partner that, you know, we hope to bring out soon. Uh, the media piece of this is we've we've had some interesting conversations, um, conversations, but when you look at the capital structure on the team, you know, we're in conversations with you know, with a lot of people about that. And part of our presentation of getting the market is putting the pieces and the foundation together uh, with the holding company structure to be able to attract the interest from the ownership group. And we've localized the strategy is to localize the investment, which we've checked that box. We have a great core of local investors We're oversubscribed in our current round. Uh, We've closed that round. Now we're looking at building the capital structure for 22 through 26. Uh, we're having lots of conversations with investment bankers, we're talking to individuals, and we're working towards that goal and that objective. So I, I don't get caught up in that. I feel very confident with, uh, with our group and our ability to put those pieces together.
0: I know you mentioned the East Bank of the Cumberland River as the ideal spot for this entertainment district uh, you're talking about. Um, you've also mentioned eight possible locations you're looking at in Davidson, Williamson, and Rutherford counties. If the East Bank is the ideal spot, do you have a clear-cut number two option for where you would like to place this entertainment district in ballpark?
3: You know, I, you know. Look, obviously, you know we're having little or no success with the Titans. So they have their plans. We've always thought that a family sports and entertainment district it works there. potentially bring a tea pack over there, so you can add a theater component to it. You know, uh, we'll we'll turn our attention to other areas over there. Um, you know, we hope to potentially look at the scrap site as a part as a possibility. You know, and I really wouldn't say one or two because I think if we, as we start looking at TSU and the and, and just the desire and the passion for uh, TSU and Dr. Glover uh, and Eddie George being involved with in this and some of the 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 concepts that we're looking at to make it unique and different, like I mentioned, a potentially marina over there. You know, flooding the wetlands, increasing the, you know, the usability of the waterways and the, and the railways. You know, you have to solve some problems on getting in and getting out of there. But, look, I mean, it's, it's kind of 1-1-A. One, one and then i got to tell you, Williamson County, you know, the site that we're looking at, and it's not silver sites. We've looked at two sites down there, uh, you know, the, the Smith property down there, and we've looked at the Ovation site. Um, you know, look, it, it, it really, it, it, we, I, we were just out in Atlanta last week, we went to the Phillies-Braves game. Uh, to say hello to our good friend Dave Dombrowski. And when we were down there, everybody on our core group, you know, just saw the vision. I mean, you could take the battery and put that in Williamson County because that's what the Braves did, right? They drew concentric circles where their fan base came from and they said, well, this is where the ballpark should go. The opportunity to do something down there with all that growth continuing to go down there, if you look three to five years, it may make a ton of sense. So I think those, all three of those options, you know, have have possibilities, and now it's just a matter of getting the both the state and the local jurisdictions and the fan base behind this to support this effort because it's a market that Major League Baseball, I believe personally, wants to be here, and I can tell you, needs to be here.
1: John Lohr with us on OutKick 360. John, is there a chance, or or maybe it's happened? Will Major League Baseball even talk about expansion before they figure out what's going to happen with Oakland and Tampa?
3: I don't think so. I mean, I think you've heard the public statements, and you know, they don't, you know, they publicly don't support us whatsoever. Um, you know, this objective is, is, you know, it's it's with our group, and it's driven by our, our group and our strategy, um, and and I think until Tampa and Oakland are resolved, I don't think that they're going to talk about expansion. I think. There'd be, you know, I think it makes sense. 32 teams, 16, divided up, maybe restructure some of the leagues and travel. I think this market, the South market, is a perfect market for a Major League Baseball team, you know, potentially be in the National League and have the ability to compete with St. Louis, Cincinnati, Atlanta, Chicago, et cetera. I think it's good for all cities involved in that conversation. Um I think the collective bargaining agreement is coming up. Hopefully that gets, you know, um, Gets you know resolved early and gets completed, and Oakland and Tampa get completed. Like I said, Oakland's a great first step, and I think it's you know we look at that as positive news. I mean, it moves the needle's going to move somewhere, right? They're going to go somewhere. They're going to stay in Oakland with a new ballpark, or they're going to relocate to a West Coast presence. And so I think all those things are good news for us. I think you know getting on the north side of COVID and. And, you know, the impacts that have happened in Major League Baseball last year and this year and the collective bargaining agreement, once we get on the north side of that, I'm hoping, I think our group's hoping, and I, I would think the, the national market's hoping that the conversations turn to, you know, bringing the Negro Leagues to the major leagues and the opportunity to, um, to do something historic for Major League Baseball and for the national market and for baseball in general and bringing the Nashville Stars to, to Middle Tennessee, to Tennessee market.
2: Is there a scenario, John, where where if if the Rays don't don't find something in Tampa Bay or St. Pete and then shop themselves um, that that they sell themselves to Nashville, strike a deal here um, and and you guys are just uh, left on the outside looking in, unfortunately, for for you and your group?
3: Well, I mean, so so the the strategy that that. I have, based on the, the acquisition deals that I've been involved with over the years, and <clears throat> just knowing how you know the conversation in no ballpark no baseball. If you don't do the things that we're doing, the conversation continues. It goes from ten to fifteen to twenty years. Our efforts here, if we can solve some of the pieces of this puzzle by putting the real estate together, deal together, the ballpark deal together, the media deal together, the ownership group together, and those those pieces are in place whether it's it's tampa bay or expansion the opportunity exists for a team to travel or relocate and or expansion so i think it's it's a win-win scenario for everybody so if the tampa bay Rays ended up in nashville um whether they you know could rebrand themselves the national stars we would hope so um and there is a an opportunity to participate for our group in in an ownership component of that um or an acquisition component of that would be of interest. Um, the real estate deal obviously is a big deal. The ballpark media deal is it is the entertainment venue because you know there's 81 games in baseball. There's 360 days, five days that in a year you can use this facility um, for you know concerts and conventions. So it's well beyond baseball. Baseball is the reason why it's a catalyst, but if you really look at it, this is an entertainment venue, covered and conditioned and used year round. So we think. Either way, it's a, it's a win for the Nashville
1: market area. John Lohr, the Managing Director for Music City Baseball. John, you're uh, speaking to a group that understands the the value of the city of Nashville and, and the fun that would be involved with, with Major League Baseball in the city. So uh, here's hoping next time you have the opportunity that you join us in studio and we can continue this chat. We appreciate the time today from Texas. Thanks so much.
3: That's right. So mlbmusiccity.com, sign up join our website, um, get our newsletters, support our efforts, and I appreciate the time, guys. Thank you. Yeah, Thanks, you
2: John. It. Enjoy your trip.
1: John Lohr has been our guest here on Outkick in 360. And when we come back, our thoughts on some things to unpack with, with what he said. Plus, in about 10 minutes, we'll switch gears to the Tennessee Power Hour and the Tennessee Volunteers with Brent Hubs of allQuest.com. Straight ahead on Outkick 360. Hang with us.